Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1233 in Edmonton. Louis DeRusk is currently stuck in security. So we are on standby, no pun intended, with Louis DeBrusque. Do you want to mention to you that some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse? Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. We are going to go to our Westlock Ford text line. Uh, you can text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at Westlock Ford. Ford.com, worth the drive to get your new ride. And we will start with the Chiseler, who is based in Vegas. He says, Bob, I'm not tone deaf and won't mow the lawn on you. The Sharks won't get her done. They've been really, really lucky so far. I get that. I love the uh, uh, the shout-out uh, Gully Guy, especially at Goose Looney's back in the day. Right, Bob? Uh, hated Alex Burroughs, not cheering for the peg. Just saying, enough pontificating out of me, out from the chiseler, a.k.a. a voice for the past. What's wrong with admitting that you want to see another Canadian team be successful? Like, seriously, what's wrong with... I, I, like, Dave, I, I want it, Like I think Nashville's going to win the series, still. Me too. But I want Winnipeg to win the series. I think it's a great story. It is a the, fantastic. The Jets. And, yeah, they're Canadian. Who cares? <laughs> they're in the National Hockey League. Like, let's sound like, are we sounding like American networks that go, oh, I don't want the Jets to do Jets to do anything? You know, like, why? Why Why not? They're a good hockey team. We give them respect. Topher has texted the show to say, Bob, you're not cheering for the Jets? Let's be honest here. Several sources have confirmed your shipment of Preds jerseys have just arrived. A little bit more Canadian pride would be nice, Bob. No, I, I, you know, I said Nashville and Tampa two thirds of the way during the season, but I am telling you right now, I'm, I'm, I want to see the Jets. I want to see the Jets get her done. Uh, Adam says this. Hey, Bob, I feel as a loyal listener to this program, I feel you could spare me a gift certificate to Roos Chris. Really? 
that's the, that's all it takes. It's just you just got to be a loyal listener to the show. Don't open up that can of worms. Yeah, I, don't I, do it. Don't like our chances there. <laughs> Uh, you can text us at 6.30, Here we go. This text is going to fire some people up. Oh, no, I can't read this text. It's because we've already read one. So what's the deal here with overpaid Pete? The Avs sign a goalie uh, last three years that's had a better save percentage than the guy that the Edmonton Oilers uh, uh, brought in. So he's talking about Pavel Frankos uh, being brought signed by the uh, Colorado Avalanche at like seven hundred thousand a year, and the Edmonton Oilers signing uh, Miko Koskinen at one-year deal, two million dollar base plus a five hundred thousand dollar signing bonus. So here's the question. How many of you out there right now, I, I get the argument from the purely financial perspective, but how many of you have seen either of the two goaltenders play? Okay. Now, but this is what happens when your team underperforms the way the Oilers did. Like a year ago at this time, Peter Shirelli had a lot more currency as a general manager with the fan base. They go, okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. And there, there were people, even when the Oilers went two rounds of the playoffs last year, Dave Campbell, there were still a lot of people frustrated with the Taylor Hall trade. Oh, absolutely. Even though they got a very useful defenseman, uh, you know, and some said there must be some extenuating reasons why that trade occurs. Like, there must have been character issues. Well, basically, they brought Milan Lucic in. Peter Shire- That's Shirelli's guy. And how did that work out this year? Not very well. One goal in the final 48 games, minus 18. Yeah. Those are the stats. That's not presenting the player negatively. He... I will say this. In two years, how many games has Connor McDavid missed? None. Okay? Is having Milan Lucic around a presence in terms of that relationship? I would say potentially. Does Milan Lucic need to be infinitely superior? This show is called Oilers Now. Okay? I'm going to tell you the truth. Of course he does. He didn't have to be a complete, completely out to lunch to say, no, 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 he can come back and only score one goal in the first 48 games next year. He has to be better. I'm going to guarantee you he's going to be better because he can't be much worse. It would be inconceivable for him to have a stretch that bad again. Okay? He said it was 90% mental. we got to take his word on it. But he's got to be way better. And he's got to provide more positive energy. And be it, the one thing that I will say is when I think of who drove the Boston Bruins, I don't think of Milan Lucic first. I think he was on the train, but I don't think he was the conductor of the train. Mm-hmm. Patrice Bergeron, yep. Zidane Ochara, yep. conductors on the pl- train. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yep. Lucic, you know, if you didn't like Boston, and not everybody liked Boston, right? I mean, a lot of Albertans liked Boston when they played Vancouver. A lot of old school Albertans <laughs> liked Boston from the days of Bobby Orr. Yes. Right? I was a Canadians fan as a kid growing up, so I wasn't the biggest Boston guy back in the day. Uh, but, again, who drove the train in Boston? Char on defense, Bergeron up front. You can text us at 6.30, 630. Uh, Carl T. says, Go Jets. Nashville sucks, and they should stick to country music. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I can't say what he wants to go do with the Tampa Bay Lightning, but because it involves an act which is very difficult to do. Out of Bonneville, Chris says, Bob, I've always had a hard time just rooting for a Canadian team because they are Canadian. I believe the Knights are obviously the most Canadian team. They've got 16 players who are of Canadian nationality. That one comes to us from Chris. Chris, you're doing your work. You're right. They've got the most amount of Canadians on the team. Tom says this, Winnipeg all the way. 
There you go. You can text us at 630-630. Why, why is this Rasmus Ristolainen talk out there? Bob, uh, would you guys trade the number 10 pick and something for Ra- Rasmus Ristolainen from Buffalo? Now, is this Darcy McLeod, a.k.a. Wood guy, that put this out on uh, on Twitter? Was he the guy that came up with this suggestion? Mm. I, I, I'm wondering if that's who it was. Why would Buffalo trade Ristolainen? He was a number eight overall pick. They now have a he's 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 a pretty good puck moving right shot defenseman that's under the age of twenty five, and then now they got uh, Rasmus Dahlin on the left side. I, I don't understand why they would do that deal. Uh, Darcy, uh, the <laughs> what does it say? Does he say he's a vacuum truck driver? I guess so, out of Drayton Valley. Regardless whether a person has watched either of the two goalies. Uh, the financial decision dictates a backup goalie should not be making two million plus a year. Okay, Darcy. In fairness, we had a text yesterday, yesterday saying several, several uh, backup goaltenders in the league were in that two million dollar range last year. In fairness to the player involved, what did Koskinen say yesterday? Said he had to come in and prove he could play. He said that himself. It's a bit of a risk. And again, a year ago, I think the fans would be more willing to have taken that risk than right now. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us, Oilers Now, at 630Ched.com. Oh, here it is right here. I, now, I found this one kind of interesting, Dave. Out of Westlock. Bob, I'm listening to your program, and I would suggest that you should consider changing your approach to better emulate the Liverpool coach. Um, and the text goes on to... Where did the rest of the text go? So he's giving it to me, saying I'm too hard on the players. Really? Have you listened to the show called Order? You think I'm too hard on the players? Really? I'm too hard on the players? Okay. I probably I'm going to tell you this right now. I probably have the most amount of patience for the young players on the team. There's a lot of guys that are they tend to like veteran players more. And the thing that undermined the success of the Oilers team circa 2010 to 2015 was that for Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, they didn't have good enough support players. So it wasn't on them failing. It was that the the support players that were built around them were not simply good enough. It wasn't for a lack of try. Just the right. players that were signed, just it, it just was a colossal mess. So, sure. oh, by the way, it was Jim Matheson that suggested the uh, okay. I, 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 was, trade. I wasn't sure. Uh, well, now we're saying one guy out of Ath- Ron in Athabasca says it's low tide. Uh, here we go. Way more text coming in. Uh, thank you, Mitch and the Greater. St. Jim Matheson was the one that... Now we have a debate between texters as to who to actually put the the rumor out involving Rasmus Ristolainen. That's, a, that's, that's good. Okay. <laughs> I just ran a search and found the tweet, so... Anyway, and not dumping on Maddie at all. Just saying that's who that's who suggested it. There we go. Uh, useful defenseman, top three left winger in the league, uh, question mark. Shirelli is spending money like a drunken sailor. The goaltender just admitted that he has to prove himself, so we are, why are we paying him like he has done so already? That one comes to us from Stan. Well, that was the procurement price needed to, uh, I'm going to assume he probably had the option to stay in Russia. So that was the price point. Why don't we see how the guy, uh, the guy plays? Why don't we see how the guy plays? 
Another text comes in saying, Bob, regarding the information on Miko Koskinen, several sources claiming that informa- that information was put out by a Russian bot, Bob. Really? A Russian bot put that information. I, I think I have about 20,000 Russian bot followers at Bob underscore Stoffer. Apparently there's something online that you can... Uh, it's like a program you can... I've uh, done it. Trust yeah. me. How many, uh, how many of your Twitter followers are authentic? <laughs> Brad, uh, Brad has texted the show to say, Bob, great move by the Carolina Hurricanes. Bring it in Rick Dudley. He and Don Waddell go back to Flint in the IHL. They will turn it around very quickly. That one comes to us from Brad. I'll say this about Rick Dudley. Rick Dudley knows players. He's always known players. He's a little quirky, but he's inherently a nice guy. There's no arrogance there. He never believes that he's the smartest guy in the room, and he doesn't outright dismiss people if they don't agree with him. And there are some guys out there like that in the business. Uh, so, but uh, Rick Dudley's a pretty good dude. I, that's been my experience dealing with him over one of one of the. And you know this, Dave, from traveling with the Eskimos, is. Certainly in the pro scouting fraternity, and a lot of teams, director of player personnel end up on the pro scouting side. So I got to see these guys. Like, to be frank with you, I I knew uh, Pierre Dorian before I knew Peter Shirelli because Peter was the GM in Boston. We never saw him out west. You know, he'd go out east to Boston once a year, never had him on the show. The entire, you know, Pierre Dorian, you'd see every time you'd go into Chicago and Minnesota and places like that because he was heavily involved uh, at that time as the number two behind a guy by the name of Brian Murray, who is the general manager of the Ottawa Senators. Very nice fellow, Pierre Dorian, and a good, talented evaluator of players. That's an organization, Ottawa, that's drafted very well, by the way. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, you're correct. The, a lot of the AGMs and a lot of the, uh, you know, director player personnel, those that are under the, the, the man that makes the final decisions, yeah, they're doing the grunt work. They're the ones that are really on, you know, the boots-on-the-ground kind of work. Bob, what about John Carlson, Washington for Clefbaum? Well, John Carlson's an unrestricted free agent. The Oilers would have to clear up a ton of cap space to make that happen. That would be incredibly uh, difficult. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, Bob, I was listening to the Boston radio feed and was amazed to listen to Bob Beers walk all over Judd and actually make fun of his mistakes. Really, I would be surprised if that was uh, that occurred. I prefer listening to you and Jack. Keep up the good work from Pat. Pat, I think you're the only guy that would probably say that right now, but it's pretty simple when it comes to radio play-by-play in hockey. The the play-by-play guy, he talks. And when he's about to call a goal, don't jump in on him. That's a kind of a rule of thumb, right? Football, I mean, you and Marley, it's a natural, it's a much more natural cadence in football. The caller calls the play, and then you get your window to explain why the play worked or didn't work or who broke the play up or who made the key block, all that kind of stuff, right? So you've got a little bit more natural cadence in football, but it is, for me, a pet peeve when color guys jump on the play-by-play guy when they make the call. Well, it's back to the old Bill Belichick. Just do your job. Do your job. Stay in your lane. 1247 in Edmonton. We're going to talk CFL draft. Is that right? You're going to explain how this all works, Dave? I'm going to try my best. Okay. In the short amount of time that we have, I will do my best. When we come back in Oilers now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. 
showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. When we come back in Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.50 in Edmonton. A couple more spots still left uh, for our new West travel package. Just, I think, two or four more left. Germany and Sweden this fall. The Oilers exhibition game in Cologne. And then the season lid lifter, it'll be a New Jersey home game which might tell you that New Jersey might be getting paid more for that game than they would make at home. That would be my translation on that. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers against the New Jersey Devils in Gothenburg, Sweden. Uh, it's going to be a kicker. Reach out to New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or go online at newwesttravel.com. I'll get to a bunch of your texts again at about 145, maybe 125. So 125, 145, we'll get back to texts on our Westlock Ford text line. Time to take a look. We're going to switch focus. We've got Dave Campbell here. The CFL draft is tonight. Yep. A week after the NFL draft. That's right, which is a bit bit problematic for uh, CFL GMs. Why? Well, because of the interest some CFL draft prospects would get from the NFL. Okay. So if there's a player that's drafted... Um, in in the NFL draft, and there were a couple, um, you know, they're probably not going to get picked very high. They're going to be sinking down the board. There's a couple that signed uh, uh, undrafted free agent contracts, so they're likely going to sink down the board. And then there's the others like uh, uh, Mark Corte out of the University of Alberta that signed a uh, couple of rookie minicamp uh, invite or tryouts, right? So they're a little less risky to take. So the draft is very fluid because players could move up, players could move down, and you know, every team, like you know, it happens in hockey too, it happens in every other draft, every team has a different list. You know, so you have the the scouting bureau rankings that you see, just like you see the who, central. Who got, like okay, so we have central scouting for the yeah. NHL and all these other prospect. Uh, you know, you got the Craig's List with Craig Button, who did this show for years before TSN took over that other station. And uh, so, who who does this sort of stuff for the CFL? Who, oh. who who puts out lists? Okay, so the scouting bureau rankings in the CFL is just basically a collection of opinion from general managers and scouts and they all come together and they just decide on a list really and it's a little um i wouldn't say controversial but it doesn't make a lot of sense uh you know because there's sometimes they rank players that don't get drafted so why would you put them in the top 20 so, so there's only 20 guys listed. 20 guys that are how many, listed how many rounds does the cfl draft six eight eight which so, is ridiculous so we got eight teams uh, we got 19. I was just checking. Okay, so it's, it's 72 picks. It's ridiculous. So you're telling me there's guys pick, projected to go in the top 20 of the draft that don't even get drafted out of those 72 picks? Yeah, and a perfect example of this is uh, last year, a running back by the name of Joggy, uh, Johnny Augustine was ranked uh, 17th. Um, and he's a running back out of Guelph. Okay, okay. So he was ranked 17th. A little undersized, but a guy that's a workhorse uh, could play on special teams. Could be one of those you know speedy guys out of the backfield. Um, you could he'd catch the ball. Maybe you know could run the ball. Um, no one signs him. The Eskimos signed him, and he didn't make it out of training camp. So that's the that's the flaw in the system. Is you have this ranking system that's put together by people that are in the know in the CFL with GMs and scouts that look at Canadian talent, but then again, they don't draft them. 
So it doesn't make a lot of sense. You know what else didn't make a lot of sense is when Danny Machocha used to run the draft and they kept on like taking kickers or trading for kickers. Now, that being <laughs> said, because I mean, so let me ask you this. In the NFL, uh, in, in, the, in the NFL, you would not take a center in the top 15 overall picks. You would take a tackle for sure in the top 10, maybe a guard, yep. you know, starting 10 and beyond. Yep. Uh, you take a corner before you would take a safety, and you wouldn't take a kicker till the third or fourth round. No. Now, CFL, because it's three downs, because the kicking game is so important, you can justify a guy, if he can do all three, if he can punt, place kick, uh, and and do field goals, so kickoffs, uh, you know, you could justify that. But are there higher probabilities... Obviously, quarterbacks, there's no Canadian quarterbacks sort of on a year-by-year basis. No. But give me a thought on that, just on positional need and maybe where you see guys go as reoccurring themes. Now, usually what happens in the first round especially is if there's a, a big crop of O-linemen, uh, O-linemen usually anchor the draft. But that's kind of changing now. I think more players are looking at best player available. And that's why you see receivers drafted more in the top five. You might see a defensive back drafted in the mid to late first round. Um, Brock Sunderland, who's the GM of the Eskimos, in my view, doesn't draft by positional need necessarily. He drafts by best player available. Um, and I think teams are changing their rationale. Now, you could look at rosters around the CFL. Because in the NFL, they definitely draft by positional no, need. No doubt about it. There's right. no doubt. Yeah. But, you know, when you have nine teams, you can kind of get away with drafting best player available. But you know, the O-line anchors a lot of what you can do, you know, throughout your football team. So if you want to play four Canadians or three Canadians, then that will set up what you do the rest of your roster. You know, and remember, you have to have 21 Canadians on your roster on game day, and you have to have seven starters, at least seven starters. So um, offensive linemen usually anchor the draft, sometimes D-linemen, and then you see skill position players. Um, because the offense and defensive linemen, they're the easiest players to put on your roster as far as Canadian starters go, and then the, you fan out. But now players are taking risks, or teams are taking risks on players. It's a bit of a risk because some skill position players don't even make it as a starter, right? Um, By the way, never tell a left tackle he's not a skill position player. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, right? That, that is a good point. Uh, that is a skill. That, there's no doubt about that. So um, this is not an easy draft to forecast because it's so fluid. What do the Eskimos need? They don't have any glaring needs, but I think if they could add another defensive back to help them in their special teams and could potentially could start at safety or a corner, because remember, they have a starting corner. Yes. That's a Canadian. That's Arjun Colhoun. Um, then I think that's probably an area that they look at, possibly D-line as well, because Kwaku Boateng, who was the steal of the draft last year, who was a fifth-round pick by the Eskimos, probably should have been a no worse than a second. Um, he could be a starter this year, so they might want to have some depth in behind him. But other than that, their whole line is pretty solid. The receiving core, you know, we'll see. Nate Bahar was the number one draft pick last year out of Carlton who missed all at training camp. I was going to say, I don't even remember him. Yeah. Well, you know, he didn't come on until after training camp because he held he, out. Didn't Ed Hervey draft, uh, who was the guy he drafted, uh, Shawad Chambers? Was he not like a top three pick the one he year? He was a top, yeah, he was a top four or five. Okay. And he's moved around a lot. Now yeah. he's with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Wow. So, um it's, it's a tough draft because unlike the NHL or the NBA or the NFL, the players that you see in the first round aren't going to start. Most of them are not going to start in year one. It's, it's rare. You might see one or two, but quite often it's a three-year process. Yeah. So There you go, Dave. Hey, good stuff. 
Yeah. Well, so you'll have to tell me about the picks tomorrow. How does I that will. sound? Okay. Yeah. The highest pick the Eskimos have now is 10th overall. That's in the second round because they traded out of the first I, round. I saw that trade, and I'm trying to figure that trade out. They dropped, what, down four spots? Yeah. And... It's, a, it's a pretty deep draft, but it's also a draft that's unpredictable. So, you know, for them, they, they probably think they can get a good player still at 10. Obviously, they think the guy that they want at 6, they can get at 10. That's <laughs> Otherwise, they don't do that trade. Yep. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector, coming up from Horse Racing Alberta when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.